Welcome to Black Springs, broadcasting proudly on the Underdog Podcast Network. I'm your host, Sean Ryan, and tonight we conclude our storyline, Rejoice. Next week, we will be launching a fresh story called Pray. Please, everybody, remember to hit the subscribe button. More subscriptions means more content and more contributors. And speaking of content, the graphic and suspenseful nature of the show might be too much for our younger and more sensitive crowd. Listener discretion is advised. Previously on Rejoice. Come with me, he whispered. I won't hurt you. I will show you. Lillian continued to claw and scratch until finally she grabbed a hold of something fleshy. She ripped hard. She felt the skin rip directly from the man's face. And then she realized she'd pulled off his mask. She looked at the man, his sunken, deformed face meeting hers. All she could see was rage. And then with lightning-like quickness he struck. With a thunderous impact, the man's fist connected with Lillian's jaw. Pain radiated through Lillian's body as darkness threatened to consume her. She fought to stay conscious, her will to protect her siblings giving her strength. As the killer loomed over her, a twisted smile came over his face. His dark gaze wavered slightly as Victor tried to tackle him. With cloudy vision, Lillian saw Lewis attempt to pick up his bat. This man, this creature, handled them effortlessly. He struck Victor with his full force in the face, and the boy crumbled to the floor. With ease, he pulled the bat from Lewis's grasp and threw it down the hallway. He grabbed Lewis's head with one large hand, and with a cruel grin, the killer struck the boy with the force of a truck with his other hand. Lewis crumbled to the ground, lying next to his twin brother. Lillian tried to push herself to her feet. The man knelt down, studying her with interest. And then, calmly but powerfully, the man struck again. Frozen and peering through small gaps between table legs, Rosa watched as the violent intruder, his form hulking and ominous, turned his attention to a nearby mirror. Still holding his mask in his hand, he stared at the reflection. Rosa held her breath, her heart racing, as he gazed upon his own reflection. It was a momentary pause in the midst of a gruesome act, a glimpse into the depths of his twisted psyche. Rosa's small frame trembled beneath the table as she watched the killer reapply his mask. He approached her unconscious siblings, and with chilling calmness, he lifted their limp bodies, one by one, and he cradled them in his arms. Slowly, but deliberately, he climbed the stairs. Rejoice Chapter 4 The Conclusion The killer's footsteps echoed through the room, reverberating with every thud as he began ascending the stairs. The slow, deliberate pace sent shivers down Rosa's spine. As he climbed, the air seemed to grow heavier, as if the darkness itself clung to him. As the intruder's pounding footsteps faded, Rosa searched the room for any glimmer of hope. As the seconds ticked by, Rosa remained affixed to her hiding place under the table. She could see freedom and help outside, but she didn't dare move from her spot. Just as despair had threatened to consume her, a flicker of light caught Rosa's attention. But it wasn't the lightning, which had so far plagued the night. These were headlights. As Elena pulled into the driveway of her home, her anxiety was quickly replaced by sickening dread as she noticed the shattered glass and the wide open front door. Her heart pounding through her chest, 
Elena threw open the car door and sprinted towards the house, her mind racing with endless, terrifying scenarios. She entered the dimly lit hallway and surveyed the dark home. As Elena emerged through the front door, Rosa found that her legs finally worked again. She ran from under the table and leapt into her mother's arms. Where are your brothers and sister? Elena whispered urgently. Rosa couldn't answer. She just buried her head into her mother's chest. Elena grabbed Rosa's face with both hands and patiently asked again. Where are they, baby? Elena's voice quivered with both fear and urgency. Rosa, lifting her head from her mother's chest, looked up, trembling, sobbing, and just pointed upstairs. Elena's blood ran cold. Rosa, my brave little girl, I need you to listen. Run next door and get help. Find Mr. Finlay and tell him to call the police. Don't look back. Just go as fast as you can, okay? Rosa didn't say a word. She simply hugged her mother as tightly as she could. Can you do that for me, Rosa? Rosa clung to her mother for an instant more. Then, drawing support from their embrace, she nodded and darted towards the door. As Rosa disappeared into the night, Elena moved towards the staircase. Stepping cautiously through the house, Elena opened her purse. Within it, a small 22 caliber pistol lay at the bottom. Ignored for years, Elena only began to carry it after her husband had insisted that she keep it with her for safety. She thought about how she had resisted carrying it for so long, for fear that one of her children might find it and, worse, use it to hurt themselves or someone else. With her thoughts back on her children, she loaded the clip into the gun and unlatched the safety, just as her husband had taught her. She gripped the gun firmly, her knuckles turning white with tension. Each step was deliberate and calculated as she ascended the stairs quietly, but rapidly towards the unknown horrors that awaited her. In the dark, shadowed upstairs hallway, a faint sound caught her attention. A soft whimper coming from a nearby room. Elena's grip tightened around the gun as she pushed open the door, her eyes widening in terror at the sight before her. Lillian, Louis, and Victor had been bound and gagged, their eyes wide with fear as they lay helpless on the floor. In the midst of a violent rainstorm, Rosa dashed through the downpour towards her neighbor, Mr. Finley's house. She struggled across the slippery ground and against the wind. Finally, reaching the safety of their neighbor's porch, Rosa took a moment to catch her breath. Her clothes were drenched, and her dark hair clung to her forehead as raindrops trickled down her face. She knocked on the door, her tiny fists pounding against the wood. As she pounded against the door, she couldn't help but to think about the man who had knocked on her door that very same way. She waited. Her heart raced with anticipation. No answer came. She couldn't wait any longer. She made up her mind to return home despite the risks. Live as a family. Die as a family. Rosa quickly waded through the wet night towards the house. And that's when she saw Mr. Finley standing quite still in his driveway. Rosa must have run right past him on her way to his front door. Mr. Finley! He was standing near the edge of his property, his eyes fixed on the upper floor of Rosa's home. She didn't understand why he was staring at her house. Just as she was considering this, Mr. Finley slowly turned his head, looking directly at Rosa. His eyes met hers. They were cold, and they were dark. We need help! There's a man inside the house! Call the police! He studied Rosa briefly. An unspoken understanding passed between them. Mr. Finley would be no help to her family this evening. Silently, Mr. Finley gestured towards the upstairs window of Rosa's house. 
His expression was one of morbid curiosity. The young girl's heart skipped a beat as she followed his gaze, her eyes widening with fear. She could see movement, and then she could hear her mother's scream. With her heart pounding like a wild drum, Elena's instincts drove her forward. She knew she had to act swiftly and silently. Peering into the room, she spotted the intruder, an ominous silhouette looming over her innocent children. Her heart ached as she witnessed the fear in her children's eyes, but there was only one thing she could do, move forward. Elena's breaths became ragged gasps as she stood over the intruder, her heart pounding in her ears. The weight of the gun felt unfamiliar and heavy in her hand. The man stood only a few feet away, unaware of her presence. With a squeeze of a trigger, the horror would be over. But Elena had never shot a gun. What if she missed? Her children were too close. She couldn't risk it. But she had to do something. And she rushed forward. Elena brought the gun down, then once again, striking him for a third and a fourth. The sound of the impact reverberated through the room, and the killer crumpled to the ground, unconscious. Elena rushed to her children. Her hands trembled. She fumbled with the knots of her children's ties to set them free. Her back turned. Elena could not see. The killer's eyes fluttered open, his body convulsing and surging with adrenaline. As Elena was stroking Lillian's hair, bringing her back to consciousness, she looked lovingly into her daughter's eyes. But Lillian looked right past Elena. There was no love returned. Only fear. She screamed. And before Elena could react, the killer lunged forward, a ferocious, animalistic growl escaping his lips. His movements were swift, fueled by a primal rage that seemed to emanate from the very depths of his being. The room erupted into chaos as the killer unleashed a flurry of punches and kicks, his assaults focused on Elena. Each blow landed with brutal force, sending waves of pain coursing through her body. She fought back, her instincts guiding her, but the killer's strength, it was relentless. It was too much. Elena fell to the ground, battered, bruised. Lillian, Lewis, and Victor, freed from their bounds, rushed forward. Like a pack of wild dogs, they lunged at the intruder, clawing, biting, and scratching at him in a desperate attempt to protect their mother. They were no match. He fought off their attacks with chill ease. The children's screams of pain and desperation mingled with the sickening thud of their bodies colliding with walls and furniture. Elena, her vision blurred, and body weakened, fought to regain her footing. She crawled towards a nearby table, steadied her hands, and she pounced. They stumbled into the darkness, grappling with one another. The man reached around his back and removed the dagger from his holster. He let out a sigh, as if relieved. Elena saw the flickering of passing lightning reflect from the steel. She tried to kick herself free, but it was no use. The man had her pinned. Sensing she was mere seconds away from death, she was not scared. Not for herself, anyway. Her only regret now is that her children would have to witness it. And because of this, she refused to show fear. The man held his knife high. Reaching its apex, he began to bring it down, and Elena clenched her teeth. She braced. Shots rang out. The man writhed as each bullet hit his body. As the shots went through his stomach, blood sprayed through the air, spattering Elena's face. The killer, still on top of Elena, gently touched the wounds in his torso. He slowly crawled off, stumbling. He willed himself forward. Rosa, 
sweet little Rosa, stood at the entrance of the doorway, holding the gun with both hands. Smoke eased from the barrel, swaying gently as it dissipated into the air. The killer's trembling fingers gripped his knife tightly, his eyes darting around the room, desperately searching for an escape route. He grinned in sinister delight. The only way out was forward. He launched toward Rosa, his movements fueled by desperate need for survival. No! Elena screamed as she saw the man closing in on the distance between him and Rosa, the distance between them shrinking, his footsteps deliberate and fast. A thunderous pop echoed through the room, a bullet ripped through the air, finding its mark between the killer's eyes. He crumbled forward like hunted game. Elena rushed over to Rosa. She took the gun from her daughter's hands and placed it at the foot of her bed. She walked Rosa further into the room, joining the rest of the family. Rosa studied her siblings, looking from her brothers Luis and Victor, and finally to her sister Lillian. To her great relief, all seemed well. Everything's okay now. No, Mommy. Mom? Louis called out. His voice was weakened and worried. He was looking at the doorway. Their neighbor, Mr. Finley, had entered the room, soaking wet. He was dripping water all over the floor. Stephen? Mr. Finley walked to the foot of the bed and grabbed the gun. He placed it in the belt behind his back. He walked over to the killer and Mr. Finley turned him over. He ran his fingers over the head wound. He removed a vial from his pocket, filled with clear fluid. He placed a few drops onto the man's wound, then turned the intruder over, removed his mask, and poured the rest into his mouth. The room fell into an eerie silence as Mr. Finley held the killer in his hands, whispering softly to himself. As the last syllable escaped their neighbor's lips, a shudder passed through the lifeless body on the floor. Slowly, his eye opened, still filled with anger and evil. The family froze in terror as Mr. Finley extended his hand to the killer, and the killer grasped it. With the assistance of their now mysterious neighbor, the predator struggled to his feet, his movements unsteady and weak. Mr. Finley, his demeanor serene yet inscrutable, guided the weakened killer to his feet and toward the bedroom door. Each step seemed to take an eternity as Elena's gaze remained fixed on their retreat. As they reached the doorway, Elena found herself torn between action and paralysis. Stephen? Name's not Stephen, he said in an unfamiliar voice. This one was deeper. It had a slight southern drawl to it. It's Dante, he answered. And you won't be seeing either one of us again, I can assure you. What is this? You've proven yourselves worthy, Diaz family. Rejoice. Dante continued to usher the man to the room, but the intruder looked stronger with every step. The family hugged in fear. They listened to the two men's thudding footsteps as they made their way downstairs. They could hear what they assumed was Dante sliding their front door, which was off his hinges, back into place. Rosa broke free of her mother's grasp, running to the bedroom window. The killer was now walking on his own, showing no signs of the wounds he encountered that evening. Mr. Finley, or Dante as it were, was walking right beside him. They crossed the street, moving away from Dante's home. As they walked past the intruder's vehicle, Dante turned back to the window. Seeing Rosa, he nodded towards her in acknowledgement. You could call it gentlemanly. Elena watched Rosa closely as she peered out the window. 
She understood that her beautiful girl was no longer a baby. Like the rest of her family, trauma had robbed her childhood before it was due. Elena could never fully shake the unease that seeped into her soul. She wondered if they were truly safe, or if Dante could be trusted. But how could he? She lived next to him for years and never knew his real name. And this concludes our opening story, Rejoice of the Black Springs podcast. Please, everybody, remember to like and subscribe. We will be back next week with the premiere episode, Chapter 1 of the storyline, Pray. It's never wise to wander in the willows of Black Springs.